Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jude Forum podcast. We've spent the last couple minutes trying to figure out which episode number this is, and to no avail, as it turns out. Uh, I'm not a math major. Went to school for sports management, so you can't hold it against me. Heard. Go sports. We got a little bit of a interesting discussion. We got some recurring guests that I'll introduce after everyone's favorite segment. Say it with me. Fastest 69 seconds. Sniper continued to steal wins from his competition like he steals valor with that name of his. Kyron Williams is looking like he might be the sleeper of the year so far. He's so sleepy, we might need to throw him in the White House. Josh Allen violated the Miami D so hard on, on his way to a 40-point week. I actually think he might pop up on a federal watch list somewhere. To throw salt on Blake's wound, his kicker and D combined for 31. Not much you can do to come back from that. For Blake, those bodacious C cups were looking more underwhelming than A cups. <laughs> he had reason to be excited, but was ultimately let was ultimately let down. Straight up now, tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh oh oh, or is it just a hit and run? Blake's team was able to pull off a classic hit and run move. When he Cole met some chick, made it hurt so good. Then Justin Jettis out of there, as the trio put up seventy nine. That was I was pretty proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> In the end, though, his pullout game was weak sauce, and he took the L. <laughs> and he took the L. Sniper Gang, one fifty one. Titty reference, one thirty. Grade A reverse chesticles. Triple entendre for you, boy. (laughs) We head on over. We head on over to Alabama, where Pioneer Phil hitches up his wagon and makes a journey across the plains to take on David. Old Phil was breaking out the shovel early as he Stefan digs the grave for his opponent, David Beal, who's dying of dysentery. David is rounding up all of his cousins, his Kirks that is, but has run out of steam and now his Eagles D's are starting to circle. Old Davey might have more experience doing war on the Alabama Plains, but Phil just clapped his cheeks with his Cowboys D. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. David, 83. Phil, 135. Psalms, Uh 
When is in love with the Nikoko? When's in love with the Nikoko? He got it for the Lolo. He said, he said, Chase, you're such a ho ho. Nico Collins dropped a 38 burger on Chase. And Wynn didn't need much else to get himself the dub. It's also fitting for Scary Terry to start dropping some 20-point burgers in October. Meanwhile, you might just you might think this matchup would have been a little bit closer, especially with David Montgomery putting up 34 points with three touchdowns for Chase. But this dumbass forgot to start a quarterback. Maybe you should have spent less time being a grammar cop in the groupie chat. And actually set your line up, Chase. Free my boy, JT. One thirteen. Jake fuck is an idiot. No quarterback? No quarterback. Huh? Oh? Deshaun, Deshaun Watson didn't play last week. Huh? What? Not going to play this week either. Oh. <clears throat> We head on down to SoFlo, where Gray Bean is politicking with the Don at Mara Ligma Nuts. Gray made a rare partisan misstep when he appeased the delegates of London by starting Trevor Lawrence over his hometown, home delegation, home team, Anthony Richardson. He will need a strong turnout for the rest of the season from President Michael Carter. President Carter and the rest of the Brees Hall of Presidents. The Don is out on bail and back on his bullshit as he has kids in cages and dudes named Devon in A-chains. Spoiler, he just found some DJ Moore votes overnight and won this matchup by a nut hair. Make fantasy great again, 110. Gray, 107. What? Some spread. Bass had a busy week last week. First, he insta introduced his 15th girlfriend in the past five years. And then he caught the dub. <laughs> All right, here we go. CMC might need some insta of himself, though, because this season he's running through opposing defenses faster than Bass runs through lady friends. Keenan Allen's age might, have fu- might finally be catching up to him, though, as he came back down to earth and just had a 32-yard day that was luckily saved by a tutty. It's only a matter of time before the injury bug hits him and Bass starts hammering the panic button. Benry, on the other hand, needs to change their name to Retirement Home. Just listen to this roster full of broken hips and broken fantasy dreams. Derrick Henry, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Mike Thomas, George Kittle, and Justin Tucker. I'm pretty sure their combined 40 times would take longer than the entirety of this segment. (laughs) The real story, though, from this matchup was the 21 points Kamara produced from his 13 catches. I mean, I'm personally fine to change the rules midseason as long as it makes me forward out. Dylan, go <laughs> fuck yourself, 150. Tucker, I barely know her, 104. 
<coughs> Did he say panic button or panty button? We don't know. <laughs> we head on up to Chirac as Hayweed heads to legal country to burn it down with E-Nasty. Eric started the rotation by rolling up that good, good strawberry Justin Fields forever. But Hayward decided to wake and bake his ass out with some of that jungle cat kush. Jordan Addison put up a nice strong goose egg in Eric's flex. But he had bigger hoops to worry about, as he certainly filled up his pants after seeing Hayward's wide receiver one stat line. Hayward's the one wearing silk underwear after his three-and-one start, and Eric's underwear is, in fact, Antonio Brown, as he's one-and-three. Hayweed, 140, E nasty, 85. What? This next matchup is a tough one for me, but I'm treating it as a little bit of self-imposed punishment for how poor I performed this week. Pervert! And maybe the most embarrassing fantasy outing of my life, I was doubled up by Charlie, who got his first win of the season. What? So <laughs> Marky Mark and the Tutty Bunch hauled in two scores on their way to 25 points. And Puka Nakua is bringing back the early 2000s as he continues to pop off more than the iconic necklace. Christian Kirk is definitely not retired, by the way. <laughs> no, he unretired. <laughs> he unretired for sure. Meanwhile, my team doesn't have a single person worth mentioning at all. Co-manager wasted 57, whatever. But Filler McGee 114. Oh, uh, great. Actually, I was uh, Palmer lead pipe lock back when I back when I beat you. Yeah, um, gives a shit. Well, and you gave up on the bit, Palmer. That's disappointing. Me, on the other hand, we end up in a matchup where a stoppable force met a movable object. Charlie rolled into Nash Vegas to take on Palmer, and this battle of the beatens was over quicker than Palmer could say puka. As the studly flying Hawaiian, wait. What's that? He's from Utah. Either way, he was soaking it in this week, all up in Palmer's ass. On the flip side, DK Metcalf went off, exploded, could not be stopped for 12 points, which is a lot for Palmer's team. We really should be generous to those less fortunate, but remember, kids, hide your fantasy points when Palmer comes around. There's poor people out here. Charlie doubles his ass up. 114. Palmer, 57. Love this game. And breathe out. My throat hurts. I bet it does after what I did to you last weekend. And that was 50. <laughs> nice. That was. All right. Uh, oh, that was. Get it out now. Get it out now. Oh, we're out. We're out and about. Time to keep the man when he's down. Yeah, except for last weekend when I left it in. Anyway, 
We're back. That was fast as 69, uh, except for last weekend when it was like a 12-hour 69. It's really like a 66 if you think about it. Numbers be damned. I already told y'all I'm not good at math. We're back. We're here. We're talking about half PPR, full PPR. We've got recurring guests. I'm going to introduce them, and then I'm going to put the phone down and point the mic towards it while they argue and I go get another beer. So, without further ado, in alphabetical order, wow, really set myself up for failure there. We start with Balake Richardson. Blake, welcome to the pod. How we doing? Hey, doing great. Glad to bat lead off in front of this awesome lineup. Definitely the, the most important and most exciting and most interesting guest on this list. So it's just fitting that I got to sit right in front of them, but uh, excited to see what they have to say for themselves. Well, and we're excited to have Blake on. He's coming to us live from an airport in Philly. So if he gets punched out at any point during the uh, interview, podcast, whatever you want to call it, guest feature, don't be surprised. Um, quite frankly, he's asking for it with that mustache. Next up, we got I've actually Gray. been running around looking for Cooper. He's around here somewhere. He's, they say he's fresh, 100%, and uh, he'll be playing in two days. So You're you talking about actually Riley Cooper? His hamstring is, uh, is, is, not doing pretty, is not doing well. Yeah, he, uh, he retore it. Well, today. whatever Excellent. you say in your private life is fine. Just if you and Riley Cooper are friends, just know people are going to judge you for that. Next up, we got <laughs> Gray Bean in the house. Gray, how you doing, bud? Hey, man, doing great. Always uh, excited to represent. You know the numbers of our league, the reason reasonable voices in our league, and uh, excited to kick some ass on the debate floor today. Uh, and you know they better come prepared because I'm not. I'm not here to debate emotions. I'm here to debate facts, and, and facts don't care about your feelings, as we all know. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for having me on. That's right, and uh, and I will say the one thing I took away from all of Gray's numbers this week, and this was the strongest takeaway for me, um, if Gray has any career for the rest of his life that isn't statistical analysis, it is a huge waste of talent. This kid is unreal at breaking down the numbers, but that's just me. Next up, we got Palmer. You all know Palmer. Palmer, you get no introduction until you win one. Win! You're on the Speaking podcast. That, Vibes on, are positive. How are you doing? Really quick. Really quick. Okay. I. Yes, I'm on for Charlie. Thank you. Yeah, must suck. <laughs> you suck ass. It does suck. It does suck. <laughs> you know what? I'm, Couldn't be me. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done. No sure. more Mr. Nice Guy. You know, no more woe was me. My fantasy team sucks. I'm coming. I'm coming. Listen, I'm coming. Look back. I'm coming. Okay? I'm coming from behind the entire rest of this season. When you're asleep, I'm coming. When you're awake, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm constantly coming. Okay? It's, 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 it's over for you guys. Jenkins, I played Jenkins this week. Done. Next week, who do I have? Who do I have? Blake. Blake, you're so fucked. The next cannot week, wait to Eric, see you. I'm guaranteeing, I'm publicly publicly guaranteeing right now three straight wins. I'm coming, whether you like it or not. I'm coming. Well, okay? Don't I, worry. Uh, I've heard that is a side effect of the TRT. Win. How you doing, bud? Doing well. Good to be back. Uh, the last time the majority of this crew was on the podcast, we had a fire episode, probably the best ever, after that Giants game. That's right. And, um, I'm glad to represent those who are against government handouts, and I'm happy to be there. 
using that banner and voice. <clears throat> well, fellas, you know why we're here in the words of Marshawn Lynch. Uh, half PPR, full PPR, no PPR. Gray, you're the one with the with the hard numbars. So I will uh, I'll leave it to you. I'm gonna go get a, a, a fresh brew while you take it away. Thank you for that introduction, Charlie. And uh, I have a paper here that I wrote. I already sent it to Charlie just in case I couldn't make it on this week. And I'll probably publish it uh, in the group me after this episode airs just so people can follow along because it is, you know, it's rather wordy and tough to get through. It doesn't translate on radio. Uh, but I got some key takeaways that we need to talk about because through four weeks of the fantasy football Jude season, we are 28 matchups in. And I'm happy to report that once again, Zero matchups have been decided by PPR versus half-point PPR, and only one would have been changed of an outcome had we gone zero PPR from the start. If you're wondering what that is, that's week one, Charlie versus Eric, all right? The average margin of victory in our league is 26 points. In a half-point PPR, it would be 24 points, all right? In 36% of matchups, it's almost a third, and it's almost true variance, the loser records more receptions than the winner, right? So in a true random outcome, it would be 50-50, but we're not looking for 50-50 because if I have more receptions, my guys are getting more touches and they're probably going to score more points regardless of the point perception added. So 36% of matchups, if you score the most, you're still not guaranteed to win. Uh, and it's just not playing as big as a part in these matchups as you think it is, all right? But when we say that, we say more points, more points equals more fun, right? We all think about it. That's the main argument I hear for all the time. We're getting more points. Exactly how many more points are we getting, and who are those points benefiting the most? All right, so so far this season, we have seen 1,341 points added through receptions, or just receptions alone, again, versus half PPR, that's only 670 points added, right? So we want to see those numbers distributed fairly, fairly equally. So have those break down, who's benefiting the most from those, right? So I'm going to publish this, and you can see just how many points you've had added through receptions on your team. You listener out there in the league, I've got us all, all 14. Uh, but when you rank, when you rank the average uh, reception points added, um, throughout the entire league, we find something very interesting. And this is my main key takeaway here. Um, Eric averages 27 receptions per matchup. Eric uh, has the most points added through receptions. And then there's someone at the bottom of the list. That's number one. Number 14 is Palmer Alvarez, averages 21.25 points added from <laughs> receptions. Again, you're going to have to cut that in half versus half PPR, but this is just full PPR versus nothing at all. All right, Palmer's adding, averaging 21.25 at the bottom, Eric at the top with 27 points. Let's transfer that over to the regular standings right now in the league. Oh, we find something hilarious. And that is that if the season ended today, Eric and Palmer are sharing a team next year. How fun is that, guys? <laughs> you want to talk about this thing doesn't give a fuck. This doesn't matter at all. Eric and Palmer are wow. sharing a team because guess what? Receptions do not matter in the way that they you think they do. All right, so let's say Eric and Palmer play tomorrow. That's not fair. Eric is going in. He's averaging uh, 27 points per game. Palmer's averaging 21. That's not fair. That's a 5.75 point difference, right? That's just, I mean, how are we letting those kind of random swings out, out uh, 
decide our outcomes of our matches. Well, guess what we also allow, guys? We allow kickers, right? So right now, if you go to the same averages, all right, the number one ranked kicker by average compared to the number 14th rostered kicker in our league, right? Jake Elliott is number one. He's averaging 13.8 points added to a fantasy league. He's Phyllis, by the way, if you're wondering who he's doing. And then David's kicker, Daniel Carlson, is averaging four points a game, right? So that is a 9.8 point swing. That's a 60% larger number than the PPR difference that we are allowing in our league this year, all right? So you're saying that you're cool, PPR, that's ruining the game. Kickers, I would argue even more random than, than receptions. They are 60% more likely to decide an outcome of a match than points per reception are. So with that, I cede my time. I want to hear the thoughts of everything. Hopefully that translates to radio. I will publish these numbers uh, coming out tomorrow. Um, but just wanted to let you know what I've been working on. Spent a lot of my work hours on this. I am salaried, so it's not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we broke it down. We broke it down for you guys. Ray, I just want you to know I will follow you into the midst of Avalon into any argument that you want. That was extremely compelling and very interesting. Thank you. You're welcome. Who wants to take it, boys? I'll go ahead. So, <clears throat> spoken like a true bureaucrat, right? Salary employee, you know, dicking around at work. Sounds <laughs> like a PPR guy. <laughs> so, everything you uh, were discussing was all analyzed with a microscope. And yes, those numbers make sense. But from the inception of this fantasy year, the PPR scoring format was taken into account with drafting who you draft, why you draft them, where you draft them. And every week, we all set our lineups based on a lot of factors, or you should at least. Is this guy more prone to catching balls? Yes or no? Like, you're still taking the PPR format into account, so the margins reflect that. And if you're a shitty manager and you make bad decisions and you score more, I mean, or less, the PPR component is just a piece of that. So my statement with all the numbers that you brought up is all of those data points are very microscopic. And it's just a huge, huge universe that goes into all the decision-making that involves a fantasy football league. And um, my whole point that I've been with, and we've done this song and dance before, is that a reception is not worth 10 points for a skill position player. As far as editing the format for scoring for other positions, I'm open to that. Do kickers probably have too much power? Do they affect the outcome of games as they're being compensated in fantasy football? Probably not. And we should readdress that as well. So what I'm hearing basically is the common ground is fuck kickers. I was I was always pro kickers before I ran these numbers. I'm now very much anti kicker, especially because I I have multiple weeks in a row my kickers or my defense and kicker has combined for less than ten points. Uh, and the one time they do good, I win, and I just feel like it's so it's so decided by that. But getting off topic is that addressing wins point again. Yes, PPR is already baked in it's already baked into these numbers sure right but let's go let's all close our eyes and let's take a trip to what i call zero ppr standard scoring world right i've been there before we've all been there before but let's take a quick trip all right here he is i'm envisioning us all 14 of us 
We stand around a hat. We, Charlie shuffles it up. We all reach in. We pick our number. We get our ticket to wait in line and draft our favorite running back. And then you say, you know what? Ready, set, go. Let's see who has the strongest ACL. You know, and I don't <laughs> want to play fantasy football like that. All right. In fact, if you're pro, if you're pro or anti PPR, I feel like you should be for PPR for the simple matter that it's creating more different strategies. Right? Win has a solid strategy, and I have a solid strategy. We're pretty much the opposite sides of the spectrum on the extreme. Right? I go where I do receiver every year, sometimes back to back. Win goes running back every year, more than likely back to back, and. That kind of dichotomy can exist because of the PPR. Um, and I think that we need to be supporting that and, and, you know, kind of encouraging, spoken like a true bureaucrat here, encouraging diversity in the game <laughs> of, of decision-making here, right? So it's like Wynn still has all the power in the world to go draft those running backs. Now, if I go to zero PPR, I'm handcuffed. I have to go, okay, let's, you know, let me get freaking – you know, Nick Chubb, you know, or, or whoever it is. And I have to, and I have to change my whole strategy up. And I just think there's a lot of people out there that think like I do. There's a lot of people out there that think like Windu. Uh, and I think that the middle ground is actually PPR, you know? And so uh, I've done a lot of thinking about this, as you guys can tell. Uh, and uh, I'm very passionate about it. I will, I will to the grave defend PPR. Curry said, I think we should compromise and meet halfway by staying with PPR and not changing anything. <laughs> The whole zero PPR thing is a straw man argument. I don't think anybody's arguing for zero PPR. Uh, so that that's a, speaking of spoken like a true bureaucrat, everybody's saying the B word. We're all bureaucrats. You're a bureaucrat. I'm a bureaucrat. He, she, me, bureaucrat. Hey, them. Zero PPR is never, never coming back. Um, Blake, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you a little bit because I value your opinion, but more so I just want other people at the airport bar to look at you yelling at your phone about your hard stance on PPR and wish that their lives were as fun or fulfilling as what you're currently leading. Take it away. Actually, everybody left because I played the fast 69 seconds on my speaker, <laughs> and it really cleared out the entire bar. So, was, was everybody uh, else in the bar like, damn, Bass does have a lot of Instagram girlfriends? <laughs> yeah, they, they were pretty interested. They were, mostly, they were mostly shocked at how bad Palmer's team was, but um, <laughs> that was the biggest takeaway they had. Besides that, they weren't sure how you guys live with other people. I got that question. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, coming from a guy who has Cooper Cup in the flesh, um, I don't really you care. You think you do? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it just really doesn't matter. And uh, thank you, Blake. You and say, oh well, yeah, he's really not your flex. He's probably your wide receiver one. <laughs> okay. You can say that. my wife's Father, I can't believe you let this happen. I, actually, this is everybody's fault. This is a, how did you guys let this trade go through? Where my wide receivers, one and two, and you you order, I don't care, are Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. And don't even forget about Calvin Ridley, Agent Zero, and Delhi. Yes, we understand. He has been underperforming. Some people have jumped the ship. I won't name names, but we have people in our friend group who every Sunday will flip from hot to cold. And this is my biggest beef with our group of gentlemen. 
we do not stand behind our deal. When we see somebody do something bad, we act like we're entitled birds. That is not Jacksonville football. That's not Google. Who in their right mind thinks that we're entitled to a good wide receiving court? Who thinks that we're entitled to win every game? We're not. We're going to struggle through it. We're going to fight and grit our teeth and win nine ball games, ten ball games if we're really lucky and make our way into the playoffs. Hold on. Is it pause. Like, I just don't, pause. I think so. I you can't say ten if we're really lucky. Fan. I think I think nine or ten if we're good. I think like thirteen if we're really lucky. But don't say we could win ten if we're really lucky. We that was like last year we were lucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're good. And, and you can't you can't go on recency bias. Uh, we're go, we're coming in. We just we just beat the Chargers. We played against the Chiefs. We could have beat them. Could have been us. Okay, yeah, that's great. We all know we got a little lucky that season. Lucky, but we're in the right position. We performed. They deserve it. We're hot. It doesn't mean that we're owed anything. It's the NFL. I agree. And you can lose by 20 points in the Texans. We're not guaranteed to win any football game. We have to go out and battle for it. And Calvin Ridley's not guaranteed to catch every pass. And he's going to make – he's going to fall start sometimes. You can't get this – you can't. Okay, no, you can get pissed off. Absolutely, and you should. We should beat the Texans. It's embarrassing that we lost by 20 points in the Texans. But you can't write off Calvin Ridley. You can't write off Trevor Lawrence. If you're going to write him off, write him off and stay off. Don't, all right, that was all. Don't come celebrate. I, uh, sir, <laughs> I sir, this is a Wendy's. What the fuck was that for? <laughs> talking about how we can't get cocky, and then you're talking about how good your fantasy football team is, and then you're apologizing for the actions of some of the players on your fantasy football team. I don't know what the fuck just the, happened. The question was, do you like PPR? Make Mr. Podcast Richardson just get as many takes off as possible in 30 seconds. Rich, shout out to us. Go to www.lifealert.com, enter promo code Blake. That'll get you 25% off. (laughs) This is brought to you by Roback. Enter code right, Blake. Let me break it down. Enter code you guys for 20 minutes. In summary, Blake. In summary, please. <laughs> you guys are having a really hard time following this train of thoughts. I understand. Oh, Somebody I'm following. PR. Answer. I don't get a kick. My wide receiver three is Calvin There you <laughs> go. I then took the mileage and ran with it on a point that I'm very passionate about because the train's about to take off. You guys in this fantasy league are so entitled. As Jaguars fans, and that's not a Jaguar fan, and that's my take. You say you're not a Jaguar fan? I said that is not a Jaguar fan entitlement. <laughs> yes. What to expect anything ever? I guess so. <laughs> to feel like you're owed anything? That's no. That's oh. entitled. That's not like a sermon. I I love Trevor Lawrence so much that I started him above AR three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> owes me to play his fucking balls off and throw more than one touchdown. Okay, and no, that's, that's the contract. Talk, right? That's the yeah. contract I signed because I pay point zero 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 one percent of that man's salary when I show up one home game a year. All right, so he does exactly. owe me that. All right, you he have, does yeah, owe you me have that. a lot of room to talk. And you're, you yeah, are exactly. yeah, exactly. But shout out to another point you made. I want to give a quick shout out to the Ben Top Henry Bottom. Switch them if you want. I'm not sure what order they're supposed to be in. Uh, but they did a, a really solid uh, roster move. 
where they put Travis Etienne from their flex to their RB2 spot and moved Najee Harris to the flex. Does it change the lineup at all? <laughs> but but does it make me respect them more somehow? Yes. So I'm going to give it to them a good good move. They do seem better somehow with just that small change. They're putting up the same amount of points, but I you thought no one saw it. I just want to give you a quick shout-out, Ben and Henry. Gray, optically, they demoted Najee Harris, which he needed a, de- a demotion. You think he's motivated by that? I think he caught wind. I think he caught wind. I just think I think they were they were playing defense on the memes and they didn't want people to look at their RBs back to back and say, right. Oh my god, they got Derrick Henry and not Najee Harris. Maybe <laughs> if they combined their forties, they could uh, <laughs> if they did a really nice they in got, their forties, they could maybe make it uh, to bingo night uh, before it closes down. They um, they reached they reached for Derrick Henry and then they turned around the second store and said well, damn, we can get dollar store Derrick Henry, too. We might as well just load the boat. I'd like the record to show this streak is now four. That's four weeks yeah. in a row. And we have not been able yeah. to continue a podcast without talking about Najee Harris and Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I think they just did That's the two worst picks I've ever seen. I think they did great yeah. study in advance and said PPR doesn't actually matter. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, should we get Derrick Henry? No, we have Derrick Henry at home. I was actually sitting next to him at the draft, and in that third round, after they picked Najee Harris, I literally, I swear to God, I hand to God on the Bible, I heard Ben say, is LeGarrette Blunt still there? That's what I heard <laughs> yeah, in the third round. And then, I mean, then, and then Henry, had to tell him, Henry had to tell him he retired a couple of years ago, but yeah. then, I mean, I can take it he, he believes it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, 33-year-old uh, bell cow and a dude who uh, runs like he's wearing jeans. That's a great roster in 2003. <laughs> oh, man. Ben's got to get in mute here. Or Blake's got to get on mute. Sorry. Is Blake getting yelled at or is Palmer getting yelled at? That's no, he's Blake just got his chest. Dude, I did a... You guys have whiskey ginger? Could I do that? Oh my! Wow! Congratulations, dude! Congrats on the album. I, you know, I'll be honest here. Let's get let's get into the trust tree. Let's get into the to the trust tree here. I thought Blake was a smart guy, but the drinking before getting on a flight is so that's that's rookie shit, man. Rookie shit. You need to be hydrating, bro. Put a liquid IV in that whiskey ginger. Oh, I thought I was on you. Um. I don't understand that. I, I, if you don't appreciate drinking before a plane, then you don't appreciate an airport beer, which is one of the best beers made. Dude, an airplane dehydrates whiskey you so bad. bad. Oh, I know. I already had my beer. The second best drink is a whiskey. Airport, airport whiskey. Yeah. Minus EV. That's bad value. Nice. Well, congrats on the alcohol, Blake. Well, so I want to understand where everybody stands. Am I the only true Jags fan? Or do you guys not care about? Do you guys want to talk about something else? Let's talk about the Saints. Do we want to talk about Cooper Cup some more? Because I'd love to hear Palmer's thoughts. You mean the Rams wide receiver too? I can't. I guarantee you, he drops less than twelve points this week. Blake, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. I'll bet you a hundred dollars right now that Puka Nakua has more yards and catches than Cooper Cup for the rest of the year. I'll second that. I'll match. I'll match. You get one free June subscription. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take both of those bets. All right, absolutely. One hundred dollars from Charlie, and one hundred dollars 
Now you get a free this two being subscription. <laughs> We're talking Yahoo receptions and yards. Maybe a pizza party. I'm saying Puka Nakua will finish, yes, with more receptions and more yards in Cooper Cup. Yeah, okay. Sure. Cooper Cup's the only one. Let's out. go. I'm telling you, get him out. Get him off. You might as well drop him now. He's not worth a roster spot. Hey, you know what? I'm going to take that money, Blake, and that's going to be uh, the beginning of my daughter's college fund. So at least you can feel good about yourself. Cooper Cup's going to be replacing Tutu Atwell in this offense. If he's lucky. If he's lucky. You, you might you might have yourself a, a brand new Tutu Atwell. I have to say, I'm impressed. I mean, if I was you guys, I would be dejected. I would be, I'd be despondent. I would be just kind of wrapping it up when you're in league court. But you're still fighting, and I respect that. <laughs> I do. I Blake, I, Blake, I play you next week, and you're so fucked. You're so fucked. I'm going to... You're so, so fucked. You're so fucked. You're so fucked. I guarantee. I'm guaranteeing. I beat you. I guarantee. If there's two things we know, hundred dollars on that team, Palmer. Palmer's coming and Blake's fucked. I know you heard. No, I'm not doing. All right. Jags in London. Bills coming to town. Bills are what four and a half, five point favorites. What are we thinking, boys? I think. I mean, obviously, I think we're all thinking Jags money line. Uh, how much do we win by? I'm gonna say I got it at ten points. I think Jags thirty-one, Bills twenty-one. Right. You heard it here first. Win what you got? God, I don't know. I mean, hopefully the Cam Robinson addition makes a difference to the O line. But I was listening to some pessimism on the radio earlier this week, and it didn't sound good. The Bills are second, or no, they're first in the NFL in sacks, and they're second in points allowed. So if their shit isn't righted, as far as the O-line, we're going to be in for a long day, I think. But they're going to throw Cam Robinson out to left tackle and then move Walker Little to right guard. Um, so hope, I mean to left guard, so hopefully that makes a difference and they can run behind that because last week, I mean, Travis Etienne didn't have any room to run. I mean, Trevor Lawrence for this whole season has just been running around the pocket trying to get the ball out before he gets fucking murdered. So, um, if the O-line shitty, we're going to lose probably bad. But we'll see. I also, the caveat here is Josh Allen has got that, like, Brett Favre stigma around him where he could just fuck around and throw four interceptions and just look like a piece of shit and just reckless with his decision-making. So, hopefully we get that guy, but... If the O-line holds up, I think we win 28-24. Palmer. Give me jobs all day. I think Gwen's been listening to the liberal media all week. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Anyway, I think, uh, well, so I've got Josh Allen going against me in fantasy, week, in fantasy this week. So I think Bill's zero? <laughs> Jags 17 Blake Why not The only if real Jags against, fan Well because I have Zay Jones Going against me too And if we're up by more than 17 Then Zay Jones actually did something So <laughs> So Palmer only cares about his fantasy team That's No right. I care yeah. Obviously I care about the Jags When we're shutting him out Win That's what Can I expected You even listen to what I said I expected God <laughs> 
trying to listen. Jesus. Yeah, stay stay tuned okay. after uh, stay tuned listen after Jags to, talk. listens to his liberal ass media, but he doesn't listen to his friends. Stay what a guy. Stay tuned for for Billy Napier discussion. That'll be the another. That'll be the last two hours of the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Oh, we're talking about it, bud. <laughs> I'm so pissed. I'm honestly. You want to get into that right fucking now? Yeah, let's got, do it. Let's do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jags win. Jags win. We know that. Blake's okay. getting on a plane. Blake, you got anything to say? Guess what? No, he has nothing to say. All right, go off, Billy Napier. No, I, no, no, I didn't. I'll go. I, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah, I didn't hear you say okay. anything, Charlie. Yeah, I didn't hear you say it. But I, here's what You're I want. Just quiet. Because right now, right now, if we take a trip up to Lexington, Kentucky, and you go into the Kentucky locker room, you're going to find a little locker that says Billy Napier on it. And what happens every year now is we're going to go up there. Mark Soup is going to give Billy Napier a massive wedgie, and he's going to stuff him <laughs> in his own personal locker that they made for him because they're so hospitable so, like that. And then I've decided, I've already figured out there's three ways if you want to beat the Gators this year, all right? The first one, all right, the first one, and this is the, the Knowles, if you're listening, take this, all right? First thing you can do is you can go up by nine points, all right? Anything above one possession, game's over, it doesn't matter, we don't have it in us to come back from anything. All right, the second thing you can do, second thing you can do is just run the football anytime you want, apparently, all right? And then the third thing you can do is have an SAT score higher than 300, which I think is what you get for writing your fucking name in the box because, oh, my God, this guy is an idiot. We are literally down 15 points in the fourth quarter with 11 minutes left. This guy kills clock like he's winning by 30. He's probably he's practically taking knees. Billy Napier is taking knees and says, you know what, if I just knee it enough, maybe if I hit the ground running. I mean, we're, we're getting in the huddle in a hurry-up two-minute offense. We're not even on the ball. The clock is running. It doesn't matter. No one seems to give a fuck. And then, hey, at halftime, I think what happens is Billy Napier just goes in there and he says, give me my theme music. And it goes, they just roll out the fucking clown show back out there. So, you know, 30, more, 30 minutes wasn't enough for you guys to know how shit you are. I want you to go wallow in it for another fucking 30. You know what? Hey, and let's do it with a smile. Let's make sure our socks are straight. No one cuss at each other. Let's all fucking love each other. I'm going to go out to the media and talk about our community service projects after this. And everyone can shut the fuck up about how dumb I am. All right? So that's what I think about Billy Napier. And I think uh, we are going to beat Vanderbilt by 50. And I'm going to be all back <laughs> So that's... I yield my time to speaker. Uh, but yeah... Uh, Charlie, you were doing that game, and you say, who would I trade him for? I think I would trade him for uh, any eight-year-old that has played Madden for more than five minutes. I would say, if you're an eight-year-old that's, that has a basic concept of Madden in your mind, you could probably coach the Florida Gators better than, uh, than right. behavior. Here's, here's I just a, think we go for Ask Madden. I just think Ask Madden, and we're good. I've got a, he, I've got a hypothetical for you. Six million. Uh, Greg, oh, he's 20, bad. 31.6 million. 15.8 million, dude, net 30. Uh, in terms of badness, yes. Yeah, and so also, that means you, you, you buy him out. Fake, 
fake no, money. No, no, like, no, no, no. I, yeah, no, no. I, I don't have to pay shit. Someone else has to pay 30 million, and I'm sure it's 30 million for someone else. I don't think we should fire him, by the way. That's actually the worst thing we could possibly do. Yeah, no, don't um, fire him. He's recruiting yeah, his ass off, and he's got Yeah, you can't, you can't fire him, but, it, but the buyout thing always makes me mad because it's like, okay, it, everyone talks like it's their fucking money, and it's like, no, that is fucking Steve Jobs' fucking money that he's just going to literally write a check and just fart it out of his ass because he doesn't even, he wipes his ass with 30 million. Would you? It's like, oh, the 30 million, what? No. Here's a hypothetical. Would you empty the coffers? I'm talking dump it all out for Dion. Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that would be... Dion will, flip it. Dion will flip our shit in like two weeks. Billy Napier is taking a year and a half to get this dog care. show. I don't even care if he win with Dion. At least we, like, I, we can just go on ESPN and watch the Gators all the time. Yeah, like, that's just swaggy. Fun. You know, swaggy. <laughs> that's yeah. just fun. Does I Dion mean, say he, yes to the Gators? Huh? Does Dion yeah, say like, yes? Oh, obviously, yeah. obviously, yeah. Mm. He had a second state. He went if to Dion, uh, Talladega Community College rather than Florida State. <laughs> That's yeah, right. That's State. right. He's an HBCU he, guy. If he was coaching the Gators right now, if Deion Sanders was coaching the Gators and he beat Vanderbilt by three points this weekend, this exact same Gator team, it, it leads first take on Monday morning. I want you to know that. Three-point win over Vanderbilt is national news with Deion Sanders. And that is, I mean, that is the easiest investment you can make. That's just smart money. Have you guys seen the statistic that Colorado University has accounted for 25% of ESPN's content since the beginning of football? I believe it. I believe it. Isn't that a staggering number? I mean, I'm all on board, honestly. I really love it. I think it's it's great what Coach Prime's doing. And I'm pulling so hard for Colorado. I mean, they, against the Trojans, who, as you guys know, back in my younger days, I had a Reggie Bush, and I love Reggie. I still think he should have his eyes. You'll see, uh, you'll see a twenty-minute. Oh yeah, you'll see a twenty-minute dialogue on the intricacies of tire selection in NASCAR before they talk about Florida State. That's for damn sure. <laughs> they How just they refuse to discuss it. Like, they don't even talk about it on part of my take. Everyone in the national media, barstool included. Just no, shuns they, FSU. They've talked about. They've talked everybody about. knows you're going to fumble the bag. It's just like I think everybody's already just kind of expecting that, seen into it. Like, okay, Florida State, yeah, they're ranked, whatever, but they're not really going to be ranked. No, right? we're ranked. Is that? I mean, that's at least my understanding. We've got the two best wins in the country. We've got the best fucking schedule of anybody. Against two, a shitty LSU team, and then who else? Fuck you. What? You, you're always talking about the SEC is so great. The SEC, we're the SEC, we're so good. Your second best team in the entire freaking conference, maybe the third best if you want to count Alabama. That shit show, Saban's past his prime. Blake knows what I'm talking about. But LSU's your third best team in the conference, and they're a joke. They're a joke. Texas is an SEC. So your best We squashed them. We stepped on their neck, and then we beat Clemson. And their dumbass kicker. SEC team too, also. So, relax. Get out of here. We whooped the shit out of Texas. I swear <laughs> to God, them and their mid-ass barbecue. I guess you will be an SEC team in three years, and you're gonna be like, oh, I fucking love the SEC. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna give a shit because we're just gonna kick the shit out of everybody like we normally do, anyways, in the ACC. There's no <laughs> difference between <laughs> both conferences. Like you do this year. You're gonna act like Wake Forest wouldn't come into the SEC East and not just run shit. 
Because they would, Palmer. They would, and it'd oh, be sad for everybody. Wake Forest, get the fuck out of here. They would. Duke would be. Duke would be on top of the division. Okay, let's talk about something serious. Yeah, I want to understand why nobody is heated when whoever was it Ben that said Calvin Ridley's mid or, or Eric or something. Oh my god! Can I understand where you guys stand? Am I the only one who gets heated no. when people no. jump ship week to week? Am I the only no. one who gets heated up about that? Your win is the yes. fucking yes. king of jumping ship. Oh, really? <laughs> Is everyone everyone gets to jump ship a little bit, all right? It's our right, all right? That's right. Everyone, you're back in. You're back in by Monday at the latest, right? Exactly. Like okay, so it's venting. Yeah. It's venting. It's yes. Venting. Is exactly. that what it is? Okay. Yeah, it's venting. No, that's cool. That's totally fine. I just didn't Blake. understand that. I thought it was actually, you know, Trevor Lawrence it sucks. No, like, Blake, we need to, Blake, we need Blake. to tank. Blake, welcome, again, welcome to football. Being a football <laughs> fan is an emotional roller coaster from you start to finish. I go week you don't by think week. I ride that thing from top to bottom, Palmer. It sounds you like you're saying you I... don't understand. It sounds like you're well, saying no. you don't understand what it is. Blake just There's switches no, from no, being a Seahawks fan to a Saints fan. Such a, a hot and cold fire. It's easy to be even when you don't care. That's that simple. is absolutely false. I. It is not easy. It is, and I. I I don't know. I, I, I guess maybe you guys just, I think entitled is really the, the way that I can really justify it. And I don't know if that resonates. Does that, that not resonate? Entitled when you don't get what you want, and so you just throw, throw a fit. I think I, that's, I don't think that's entitled. I think, I think we actually have a little bit of brain power working right now because we understand that we're supposed to be in a championship window because Trevor Lawrence is about to earn a huge contract and all these players that are supposed to be good players that aren't great and we can give them good contracts are around right now and they're not going to be able to be around in three years. Hey, speaking of... No, I say the the exact same thing. Real quick, speaking of, before I hop off, I'm going to give you guys one last topic to talk about because I'm at 1% on my phone. Where in the fuck has Trayvon Walker been? season what it he was a number one overall draft pick and he can't do anything like yeah that's it man. Yeah, you definitely just food for thought food for thought um and i'm out of here i'll see you guys next week <laughs> thanks for that palmer you just <laughs> let me just interrupt the conversation real quick change the subject and i'm out so I, I think know. we are closer to on the same page than on a different page when because I agree that sense of urgency is there. This is really our window. If we don't win a Super Bowl with Trevor Lawrence, I don't know if we'll see a Super Bowl until our kids graduate college. And I really feel that. But the, the only thing that gets me is saying, like, I'm writing them off type of talk. And I, okay, if that's fencing, I'm done. You know, I'm cool with it. Well, also, I mean, I love embellishing stuff. I mean, that's like my whole thing. So if you think I'm being serious 100% of the time, I don't know what to tell you. I don't think, I don't think Blake, Blake, you gotta, you gotta feel the fun of getting back on the boat. You jump off the boat, but then getting back on is so fun because you're like, fuck this team, it sucks. And then Trevor Lawrence drops back. Because for me, it sucks. It sucks to be on the boat the entire time and yeah. see everybody jump off. Just hop off. Just get like, in the water. Cool <laughs> off a little bit. You can't jump back on. 
Yeah, yeah. No, but I'll jump off with you guys. You're on a boat, I'll be, I'll be super you know, chicks in bikinis, everybody's drinking beers, you're in the sunlight, you're having fun. You got to get in the water, man. You got to cool off a little bit, relax. You're on a boat. That is the most Jaguars explanation I could have asked for, so I appreciate that. And then you get back on the boat, you get back on the boat and you've sobered up a little bit and you're like, damn, life is good. This is great. I love being on this boat. Boats are fun. I'm glad I got off the boat so that I could appreciate the time I have on the boat. Speaking of boats, Blake Bortles, my man. Let's go. Well, anybody else got any really pressing issues? Uh, Gray had the Irish goodbye. Probably, I don't know what's going on. And and I did have a thought to Blake's point. uh, This whole, you know, if we don't, succeed in this window then what time frame are we looking at and will it be when our kids are graduating college that shot clock has started i have a child on the way so we are t minus 18 and a half years 18 years yeah from uh from that becoming a reality it's been 28 yeah it has it's been 28 never even sniffed it apart from getting robbed by the refs that one time but we don't talk about that here. Talk about, I mean, uh, I don't want to call that luck. I won't call that luck. But talk about a fluke. And everybody called it a fluke, and they were absolutely right. That that sucks how right they were. Yep. Proved more well, yeah, right. And we, we still have scars from that, and people are concerned that that's going to happen again. Obviously, it's a completely different situation when you have Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, a real competent quarterback and coach, combined and that whole fucking defense was just full of cancer except for Calais but um oh, man. Yeah. I mean people are so scarred because we've been bad for so long and then we got hope one time and it was ripped away from us so people are afraid yeah, but this is so different and everybody feels that way everybody feels that this is so different because we have a real quarterback we have a real coach except when you sleepwalk into playing Kansas City and then you play fucking Houston the next week, and you sleepwalk into that, a fucking divisional yeah. game. That That's and unacceptable. And another thing is, I respect Doug Pearson because he's won a Super Bowl. He got us to the playoffs last year. But these fucking players' coaches piss me off so much. I just want to see them showing our motion, just ripping into these fucking guys. And you get the same shit with Billy Napier, which I hate. And that fucking Georgia peanut farming, slow-talking motherfucker should have never been hired. And conceptually, he works. He uh, could just be a figurehead who works his dick off on the recruiting trail. And that would be great if he deferred all coaching responsibilities to people who actually knew what they were doing. That would be the best situation you could have. Because I do think that college coaches, head coaches, are just figureheads. And that's what Dion is. And that's what Dion can be. So, yes, if we have a chance to hire him, we should. But um, that's what I have to say to recap <laughs> so other things. What do you discussing. guys think about our actual and, – and talk like this is Jaguars, Jaguars trust. This is the trust tree, as Ray would say. We're, we're in the Jaguars trust tree. I know this is going on Spotify. Anybody can listen to it, and the Titans can sit there and laugh at us for it. But talk to me like we're in the Jaguars trust tree. We just, I mean, we lost to the Texans. We lost to the Chiefs in a close game. You know, we beat the Falcons. Okay, we're 2-2. Two two. What are our actual like? What's our actual likelihood of making a run this year? What do you guys think? Higher than I a mean, coin flip. I, I mean, thought it was like ten percent. 
No. M- making a run at what is the question? Making a run at the Super Bowl. Like getting there. Getting to it. the That's Super Bowl? Okay. Well, then. Getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think 10% is probably fair. Yeah. 10%. I don't know. I don't know. Let me check in with me after my third hand grenade in New Orleans after we beat the Saints. And I'm sure I'll give you a dramatically different number, but. I think that's reasonable. That's, that's a one in ten chance you eliminate twenty two teams. I mean, that's a reasonable. That, that's a reasonably optimistic. There's there's too much football left to be thinking about the Super Bowl. I'm thinking about get to the playoffs, and we can cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, yeah. What are the odds that we win the South? Oh, that's a lock. Lead pipe. Are we still feeling like that's a lock? Because it was a lock preseason. No, it's still a lock. It's still a lock. Everybody's freaking out, but we're still the best team in the South. My biggest concern is not being able to convert in easy situations when you just when you just should or, or you know even making a technical game plus so obviously that's the biggest I mean, black eye we have. But. Calvin Ridley's probably going to drop a ball in bonus in a time when it really matters, but I stand by what I said. We're going to win the South and we'll cross that bridge in the playoffs. Yeah. I think it's all on the O line. That's why we have no vertical passing game, and if they would just uphold their fucking end of the bargain, I think things would change substantially. But I guess we'll see. Well, boys, that's a that's an hour. Let's call it. Sheriff and Anton did doing well. Cam's back. I mean, those are not pushovers. Let's wrap it up, boys. Let me get a Duval from you. Duval. Alright, thanks for coming out. What a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's because you don't want to get TSA called. Pussy! I told you. I told all these guys Cubs coming for him. Duval's coming for him. Jags are here to stay. Cooper. Jags are here. Rams wide receiver, too. Thanks for coming out, boys. Peace.